0: So it's John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10 on page 1089. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Good morning
1: everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Easter to you all. Um yeah, I heard a couple of happy Easters back. <laughs> happy Easter everybody. Happy Ah, that's it. I'm going to need a little bit of crowd participation today. We got some kids in here, and some, the more the parents participate, the better this is going to go today, all right? So help me out. Um, for years, absolutely years, Easter was all about this basket of chocolate eggs, right? So I'd wake up in the morning, and my grandparents would say, Rich, somewhere in the house, there is a giant basket of candy and chocolate and things that are going to make you sick later on in the day and I would be super excited about that and so what's my initial reaction like candy it's somewhere in the house and so when I would start looking for this candy you know you have this joy about like maybe it's over here and I don't know maybe the candy's under here Nope, <laughs> not over there and could it be under the sofa no and, and you and there's joy for a while as you're kind of looking around and eventually that joy starts turning into a little bit more like well I don't know where it is maybe this is just a joke maybe there actually is no candy and so the facial reactions start to change they went from joy to to panic like where is it and then you start looking under the same places two or three times like well I know I checked here (laughs) <laughs> but maybe I wasn't looking good enough and parents you know what that's like when you're looking for keys right you've looked in the same place like three or four times just in case they wouldn't have magically appeared right and so, so you keep looking but the, the, the atmosphere changed as the uncertainty of is that basket actually in this house and then you find the basket and the joy and the relief And the tension can drop out of the shoulders because you have sugar and chocolate. And that means you get to take that basket and unwrap those chocolate eggs and start devouring them until you get sick, right? So, that was Easter for me for years. Now, kids, I don't know if you guys are listening. um, Is that what Easter is about? Is it about the chocolate and the eggs? It's not yeah, okay. does, does anybody know what Easter is actually about? It's when Jesus dies on the cross and? And then when he rose from the dead. Good job. Absolutely. Jesus performed so many miracles. Um, if you've been with us the last several months, we've been walking through, walking with Jesus through the book of Luke, and we've been seeing miracle after miracle. It's been a fun journey. It's been a slow pace but it gives us time to really look at some of the details of the different um, the miracles and the interactions with the people that Jesus was coming in contact with. But this miracle is special. This is the greatest of miracles. Um, but what are some of the other miracles, kids? That, what are some of the miracles that Jesus did? Yeah, do you know of one? Christ, the miracle of Christmas, absolutely, Yeah. He fed 5,000 people with 5,000 hamburgers? No. Yeah, yeah, with some couple loaves and some fish? Absolutely. Yeah, what else has Jesus done? He healed a paralyzed man. These are, guys, these are great responses. But yeah, back there. He calmed the storm. That's, I love that story. Absolutely. But as I was saying, this miracle here is the most significant. Because a lot of those miracles, Jesus was face to face with these people and he was healing people face to face. But this miracle here is personal for us. 2,000 years later, the miracle of Jesus' resurrection is just as personal for us as was the healing of the paralyzed man. As was the calming of the storm. This miracle is special. It impacts everyone in our community around here, everyone in the country, everyone on the continent, everyone on the entire planet. It's about you, and it's about me and what Jesus did for us. This is the most impactful miracle in the history of the world. Absolutely. So why? Why is it important? The first reason that it's important is this verse right here, Romans 3.23. Now, before I get into some of these verses this morning, um, if you have your phone and you want to take some notes, um, if you guys know the story of Jesus already, the verses that we're going to go through all in the book of Romans is going to help you be able to explain to someone else what Jesus is about and how we can relate to Jesus. So we're just going to have the, all the verses are going to be in Romans um, that I use for this. So take notes. You can start right down in your notes. Romans 3.23. It's the sad news, right? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is where we start. This is the starting point. It's not the happiest point, um, but it's important because what this verse tells us is that our actions separate us from God. The actions that we've done against what God has, wants us to do and what God says is good, Those actions separate us from God. And so I have an example here. Um, All right, guys. So we have two glasses of, they're both water, believe it or not. All right? Um, We have a glass of water that is very clean looking, right? It's pure. It's clean. There's no dirt in it. So this is going to represent God for us today. All right? This is purity, right? And then you have, this is, This would be the results of sin, right? It's it's muddy. It's a bit dirty. It's gross. I don't think you should. I won't drink it. Some people are like, no. Yeah, so this would represent us. And now the problem is when we've sinned and when we've sinned against God, the issue is that we can't take this dirty water and pour it in with the clean water because what would happen? Yeah, this water would turn dirty too. And so God's like, because of sin, there needs to be this separation, We've, we've all fallen short. There's no way to mix the two. And so this is our dilemma. This is the dilemma. We can't be mixed together. And so what we're going to share today is how God re- reunites us back with him. So it means that we are not perfect. If we've ever done anything, anything that goes against God's word or what he says is good, just like it says in Romans 3.23, we've fallen short. We've fallen short. I want to do a quick game. I prepared about 15, 15, 16 questions, and I need you all to stand up if you can. Some of you can stay seated if you have babies on your lap or whatnot. That's totally okay. All right. Thank you guys for the participation. I know you guys are like, oh. All right. So the, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. If the question applies to you, I need you to sit down. All right? Is that fair? And then we're going to just see who standing at the end okay all right so if you have ever lied in your life I need you to sit down all right next question is oh, I know I need to be sitting as well <laughs> Roshin's a bit high there I don't know if she's actually if she's sitting or not yeah all right well I'd, I prepared a whole lot of questions for nothing right? So if if we're honest, we're all in the same boat, right? We all fall short. Every single one of us. Every single one of us here. So, but here we, we're going we're to keep going. So Romans 3.23, say 3.23 with me. 3.23. Good job, kids. And then we're going to jump to 6.23. So you can put this down in your notes. Romans 6.23, this is the next step of this gospel, this good news story. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So this verse starts out pretty serious, doesn't it, right? For the wages of sin is death. Our sin merits punishment. And that's a scary thing. But if Jesus is who he said he was, that changes absolutely everything. I want to read for you part of the scripture that we read this already this morning from John 20, verses 1 through 4. I just want to read it again. So it says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, one of Jesus' followers, came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. We have a stone, we have a little tomb right over there so you guys can get a visual of what that's like. And so she ran, and she ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that whom Jesus loved, and said to them, "They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where we've la- where they've laid him." So Peter and with the other disciple, they were going out towards the tomb. The both of them they were running together, right? But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. So there's chaos happening, right? And so I brought this painting with me today. This is a painting that Rachel and I saw in the Musée d'Orsay in Paris. Um, the title of the painting is The Disciples Peter and John Running to the Sepulcher, or the Tomb, on the Morning of the Resurrection. So this was a work of art done by Eugène. Um, Eugène. He's French, so i got to pronounce this correctly. Bernard, right? And so here's a picture of that we love so much. And so you, know, you get an idea what's happening, right? It's still confusion. This painting, they're, they're still very confused. They're, they're, kids, what do, you, what do you see in their faces? How do they look? How are, the, how are these two guys looking? What do they look like? They look like sad? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, Joss. It looks like they're struggling. Absolutely, Yeah. They look uncomfortable. Yeah, they're running, yeah. They, they look like, is she telling the truth? Absolutely. Those are some really great observations. They, they don't look very happy just yet, do they? They look a bit scared, right? The, you, you see the hands folded together? Yeah. What do you, They look old? Even the one on the right. That doesn't make me feel very good. (laughs) They look old. They do look old. And so running for them would probably be really hard, wouldn't it? Good job. Absolutely. So their their looks on their faces make sense when you know the situation, doesn't it? It makes sense. Their hands on their hearts, their hands folded. Their lives and their souls are balancing on this tightrope of what the reality of the situation was, right? Right? If you'd fall to one side, the body of Jesus was stolen, and the trauma and the sadness is just going to continue. After everything they saw on the cross, if that was the possibility, the sadness and the confusion just continues on. But on the other side of that tightrope, Jesus is alive. But they don't know just yet. What do they know? They know that Jesus died, he was crucified, and they know that Jesus was buried. That's all they have at the moment. So Go to another verse in Romans, so we had Romans 3.23, and then we had Romans 6.23, right? Now we're going to go to Romans 5.8, and Romans 5.8 is my favorite verse. Um, it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Do we know that Jesus died? Yes. Yes, we do. Is it evident that he Absolutely. Yes. What did we have to do so that he way he would say yes, I'll die for you? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. There was nothing that we could have done or should have done to merit his love. He already loved us and he displayed that for us on the cross. But did he come back to life again? Was he truly the son of God because if he wasn't the son of God, he was just a normal man who happened to die. Crucifixion was a normal way of, um, what's the word? Execution. It was, it was common. People were executed on crosses all the time, and maybe he could have been just another man. But John and Peter went back. They didn't have any answers yet, and they started to hear these These stories that, hey, I saw Jesus, and someone else said, you know, I saw Jesus. And the disciples were together, and guess what? Did they believe it right away? They're like, Yes! No. They weren't not believing it. They're like, after what we've seen, uh, I don't, I don't believe it, not just yet. So they gathered in this room and, and then Luke 24. 36 through 44, then this happens. So the disciples are in a room. They're not believing that Jesus, they're hearing things, but they're not believing it yet. It says, while they were still talking about this, these people that have encountered Jesus after his resurrection, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. And they were startled and frightened and they, thinking that they've seen a ghost. And he said to them, why, why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is I myself. Touch me. See. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as I have. And when he said this, they showed it. he showed them his hands and his feet. And they still didn't believe because of the joy and the amazement. And he asked them, it's a funny question, do you have anything here to eat? <laughs> Jesus is like, do you have something to eat, guys? Like, I just want to show you that it. I'm real, and I'm also a bit hungry, right? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it, and he ate it in their presence, and he said to them, this is what I've told you, that while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled as it is written about me in the law of Moses, and the prophets, and the Psalms. He was the Son of God, and he conquered death. Guys, this is it. Th- that tightrope I was talking about earlier, It fell to the side of, no, Jesus is the Son of God. The tightrope fell on the side of eternal life for their souls. They won it all, reunited with God the Father, and sin no longer separated them from God, and it wasn't all for nothing. Guys, we can cheer for this. We can cheer about this. No joke. No joke. Joss, would you help me out here? I just sensed, I said we could cheer about this, and I sensed that the church was like, I don't know if we can clap in here. I don't know. Okay, so imagine Joss is in the World Cup. You right? Yes, yes, he made it. And the score is tied, and it's a shootout. It is a shootout. And Joss has the only opportunity to score the winning goal for England. Oh, the tension is rising. All right, so Joss Mr. I lines up, and he sees the goalkeeper. Josh wiggles back and forth to throw him off. And the invisible ball is right here. And all he has to do is put it past that in the back. And Josh runs in slow motion and kicks the ball. Boom. And it's it. And he makes it. And he cheers. And Josh... Joss has won the World Cup for England. It is absolutely amazing. He is up on our shoulders, and we are cheering, and he did fantastic. Life is forever changed. Thank you, Joss. Thank you for that. All right. Now, at least that reaction. If I tell you after the crucifixion that Jesus is alive, and he is indeed the Son of God who lived perfect life and did and and what he did on the cross was payment for anything you have done or will do wrong not just for us here but for the entirety of the planet what would we do yes we we would cheer guys we would be excited because sometimes we, Easter comes one year after another, after another, and after another, and sometimes we're like, yeah, it's Easter. We had a meal to prepare, and we have to go to church today, and there's going to be and eggs, and we're going to get sick. That's not what it's about. It's about this right here. And so we go on to Romans. So we said Romans 3.23, 6.23, 5.8, I think we're at 10.9, um, 10, 10.9. 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is a key verse, right? If you say, yeah, no, Jesus, I get it. You're the boss. You're number one. I have understood that because I saw what you did when you came out of the grave. I get it. You're number one. You are Lord. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. This is the point where we're saved, right? It's a declaration, and it's a sincere belief in your heart. Yeah, he did raise from the dead. And so that takes us to Romans 8 1. This is the last verse for you guys. Uh, Romans 8 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, which means eternal life, certainty that we get to spend eternity in God's presence, certainty that we won't be turned away because of our sin. We're forgiven through what Jesus accomplished on us from the dead. The lives of Peter and John changed drastically this Easter morning. That photo that we saw, they've changed drastically. Their faces looked very different when they actually realized that Jesus was standing in front of them and that Jesus was the unmistakable son of the living. And that means our lives today are changed this Easter morning because that means that anyone, I mean absolutely anyone, who puts their faith in the risen Son of God will be saved. We don't have to wallow in our mistakes anymore. We don't have to earn our forgiveness. I want to say it again. We don't have to earn our forgiveness. That's not, it's not even possible for us to be able to do. Jesus did that already. It's already been offered. It's already been completed. I'm gonna invite the worship band back up. I just wanna conclude with some good news, okay guys? I just wanna, I just wanna finish it off with good news. As one, we're unconditionally loved. Two, our salvation can be certain. Three, the good news is for everyone. It's not secluded to a certain race or certain country. It's for everyone. Jesus is the Son of God. And when Jesus goes, when Jesus went back to heaven, he didn't leave us alone either. He gave us the Holy Spirit to say, look, you don't have to do this Christian walk on your own. (laughs) I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to help guide you and lead you through the ups and downs of life. And we live, we have hope. We have hope. So today, we are on the other side of this moment of John and Peter. We live on the opposite side. We know how the rest of the story Went The hope that they were so desperate for in this moment, we can have today. Guys, this is Easter. This is love. This is celebration. This is victory. This is power. This is grace. And this is Jesus. Our hope realized.